Welcome to the Weight Release Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Bron Martin, the hypnotic weight whisperer. This podcast is for women who are so over diets, but you still want to release weight. And if diets don't work, and we know they don't from hard-won experience, then what do we do? It's all good. Now you're in the right place. I'm going to share practical tools, inspiration, insights, and a little bit of mind-bendy hypno-magic to support you in your weight release journey. So let's get started, shall we? In this episode, we're talking about weight loss versus weight release. If you are new to my world and you hear me talking about releasing weight, you might think, why is she talking about releasing weight? Most people refer to it as losing weight. Now, I'm a hypnotherapist and I work with the mind. So the mind is always listening and it's the mind's job to associate meaning to everything that we hear, to everything that we experience, to everything that we think, to everything that we say. Underneath the surface, the mind is busily connecting into the meaning of each word that ricochets around in your mind and that falls out of your mouth. So remember the last time you lost something? Remember how annoying that was? How much it played on your mind? I've currently lost something and it's doing my head in. So it's a ring. It's a huge golden bee ring. Yeah, it's got a bumblebee on the top of it. And a very talented jeweler friend of mine made it. She's so talented. Elizabeth Allardyce, if you want to look her up online. So it sits really high up and it's a pure statement piece. It's gorgeous. And I pair it with this chunky signet ring and it's got the word queen carved into the top. Queen B, bronze. It's one of my favorite things and I can't find it. It is so irritating and it irks me. And I'm going through the day quite happily and then a little thought of where is my B ring floats into my mind, disturbing my happiness. We don't like losing things. Our brain doesn't like losing things because loss is associated with grief, with lack. And it also gives our brain the job. You've got a job to do because we don't like losing anything. So we're going to find it again. So we're going to go out of our way to do whatever we can to find it again. So I was scribbling down some notes for this episode. And then I thought to myself, oh, I know where that ring is. I've actually put it away. I've put it somewhere like where other jewelry is. So I went and had a look. No, not there. (laughs) So irritating. Uh, And so that's going to be this common thing that my brain goes, oh, what if it's there? And I, I feel like it's in a pocket of something. And I've checked loads of pockets and I cannot find it. Now, because our brain doesn't like losing things, it likes finding things again. And let's be honest, In the diet yo-yo insanity that we've all experienced, we can be really good at losing weight, but we can be rock star amazing at finding that bloody weight again. And usually with a little bit more for good measure, right? But when we release something, we're doing it consciously and deliberately. And with the work that I do in the world, We're doing it subconsciously as well. Now, the only times you'll see or hear me talk about weight loss is if it's in copy I'm writing that I need an algorithm to pick up. 
so people can find my content easier because no one actually looks or searches for weight release content. They're always searching for weight loss, usually followed by how fast can I lose this weight? Can I lose it by the time I go on holiday next week? I remember doing that, right? I remember getting like um, cellulite creams a week before I'm about to go on holiday thinking it's going to change my entire body shape. Oh, bless you, Bron, that younger girl who didn't know anything. Now, I also refer to weight loss when discussing weight loss surgery because that is creating conditions in the body where the body is losing weight and the brain gets left behind. It's very common for people who have weight loss surgery to feel overweight even when they've released the weight. And they're very, very, very good at finding it again. A big thing about the work that I do in the world is embedding a slim mindset. Because where the mind goes, the body follows. And when you have a slim mindset, you could put on a tiny little bit of weight and it's just a blip and you're just like, okay, so I'm going to release that now without assigning a story to it. So think about if you know anybody that has a slim mindset. I'm going to go into more detail about what a slim mindset actually is in a future episode. But think about somebody that just has a really balanced relationship with food, right? And, you know, they might go away on holiday and eat a little bit more and then they come back and they can easily release it again because then they go back into how they usually are. The same thing happened to me. Like I went to Sydney on a road trip recently and I didn't make the most loving and best food choices on the way home. And I... And also I went out a lot more than I usually do when I was in Sydney. And over the period of 10 days, I put on three kilos. There's never any story associated with it with me. Never, like nothing. And um, then within a week, that three kilos had just disappeared. And I didn't go on a diet. I didn't even consciously attempt to release it. I just went back into what I usually do and that excess weight fell away. Now, the only other time I talk about weight loss is if it's a restricted diet. So you might be doing a diet for a specific reason, like maybe you're having a medical procedure and you need to eat a certain way and certain things and maybe you lose weight in the process. But usually you're going to find that weight again. So as you know, or you're learning about me, if you've just come into my orbit, that I'm completely 100% anti-diet because they don't work and they make you feel miserable. Sometimes I do a dieta. This is different. So this is a spiritual journey that involves a special way of eating for a few weeks beforehand. And it gets to the point where there are so many things that you can't eat that I get down to basically having juice and salad, no meat, no fats, nothing, um, nothing processed, nothing fermented. Like it's, it's quite full on and it's a sacrifice as part of the process that I'm undergoing. And I do it about once a year and I always end up losing weight. Now, I haven't consciously decided to release that weight and I always find it again. And I never like, I'm never like, oh, wow, I'm looking amazing because I don't want to lose weight from being on a dieter or a diet. So that's not the way that I do it. I'm never, ever doing it for the weight loss. Now, do you know what else that your brain doesn't like? Losing all the food that you claim as your favorites, the chocolate, the crisps, the hot chips, the sweets, the cakes, the cookies, the ice cream, the cheese and crackers, and don't you dare come for my wine, right? So that's what happens when you go on a diet. 
your brain starts to feel deprived as soon as you go on a diet. Unless you run with it for a bit and it's like, oh yeah, I'll let it go. She never bloody sticks to these things anyway. And then when it starts to get a bit real and it starts to feel deprived, it's like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to eat all of these. And it starts catastrophizing. I'm never going to be able, I'm never going to be able to eat all of the things that I want to eat, right? That was a really annoying brain voice. So then it's like, nah, I'm done. I'm out. We're not doing this anymore. And then you find yourself burying your face into a burrito with extra guac, obviously, followed up by ice cream. And then, you know, maybe you're the chaser of a packet of chips later. Now, let me give you a slightly different way to look at all of this, because I'm all about giving you a fresh perspective and just a subtle shift and reframe into what's going to serve you better. What if we stopped fetishizing these foods? What if we stopped seeing these foods as treats, giving them that elevated pedestal status? We're like, ah, oh, they're so good. Oh my God, that chocolate's so amazing. Like, have you ever heard somebody trying to offer you something? Oh, you've got to have some of this cake. You've got to have, it's so good. They're only doing it because we all know that that food isn't good for us. But if everybody joins in and everybody does it, then it's normalizing that behavior, right? Have you ever had anyone say to you, oh my God, you've got to have some of this avocado. This avocado is delicious, so creamy, and it's oh, it's just perfect, right? Or this apple, oh, it's so crispy, it's so crunchy, it's just like just the right amount of, that's just chilled but not cold on my teeth. Oh, you've got to have some. Nobody ever does that. So if we could take this food off a pedestal and even the idea that this food is a treat and just with the subtle reframe, I eat this food less often because it's not as good for me. It's not that you have to, it's not that it's this elevated thing. It's just not that good for me. So I eat it less often. It doesn't serve my body. So I eat it less often. Now, even with that as an idea, feel the resistance lessen and our brain's connection to these substances shift slightly. When there's nothing for our brain to resist, there's nothing for it to rebel against. I'm going to repeat that slower. When there's nothing for our brain to resist, there's nothing for it to rebel against. So once we've taken that food out of this elevated treat status, where it's just like, oh, I love chocolate bars. Oh, I love this. Now, you might not be doing it out loud in that like exaggerated way, but that thought process in your mind is definitely doing that. And we can create the thoughts in our mind in the ways of being and thinking that support us into what we actually want instead of keeping us stuck to what we feel like we're losing. We get to create this how we want it, how we release weight and how we reframe our relationship with food. And when we do this over and over and over again, remembering and reminding ourselves, every single thing changes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Release Revolution. Now, every good revolution needs people. And so I would be ever so grateful if you could share this podcast out with friends and family. You know those conversations when people start running themselves down or looking for miracle diet cures. Just share this podcast with them. 
Another way that you can share is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that's showing Apple, hey, more people need to see this. And every time you leave a five-star rating, an angel gets her wings. True story. Be sure to subscribe yourself so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I've made you a whole bunch of valuable resources that you can find by clicking through on the link that starts in Go and ends in the word hello in the podcast description or show notes. So it's go.mindkey.com.au forward slash hello. And those resources are fabulous. You've got a free hypno download that supports you to break up with diets forever. There's a workshop that you can listen to to find out your sabotaging behaviors. You can listen to more hypno recordings over on my YouTube channel. And there's paid programs and ways to work more intensively with me over there. So go over and check that out. And I'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Believe in you. You've got this.